What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another edition of the Breakdown Sportscast. I am your host, Corey Willis. I hope everyone had a great weekend, got a chance to watch a lot of football over the weekend and hang out with friends and family, all of that great stuff. Um, As always, we appreciate you guys listening in on the show. Um, We're on many different streaming platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Amazon Music, and Amazon Audible, iHeartRadio, and many other streaming platforms. Um, So we very much appreciate you guys listening in on the show. Um, Feel free to like, comment, and subscribe. All of that great stuff, it lets us know what we're doing and how we can improve for the future. So we very much appreciate you guys' support. As always, I'm here with my good friend and co-host. He is Chris Bolton. What is going on, Chris? What's good? What's good? You 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 said you hope everybody had a great weekend. Was our weekend as good as yours? Your birthday weekend? Hey, that's what that's what that's what people want to know. <laughs> look, I look, I enjoyed the weekend. Of course, you know, watching football. You know. You know all of, all of that great stuff. Playing Spider Man, I got a chance to do that. Yeah, weekend. Spidey uh, did just drop. Yeah, yeah. So you know that that took most of my weekend. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah. Overall, I enjoyed my weekend and and everything. People really um, got a chance to celebrate it with me. So I very much appreciated that. But um, but yeah, yeah. Like, like your weekend was was just as good as Utah's weekend. Look, man, hey, that's quite a good weekend too. That's that's a good weekend. The only thing I didn't do was bump many men, um, <laughs> in the locker room, of course. You know, I, <laughs> hey, it's, it's, it's it's never too late to bump any man. Hey, yeah, there's still time. Uh, look, it's still a great fifty cent record, you know. Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah. You can't go wrong with Mini Man. Can't go wrong with Mini Man, and <laughs> you, you you can't go wrong if you're a Utah Utes fan. Four straight wins over the USC Trojans. You got the number. You you have the number. You you've written it down. Yes. You put it on your iPhone or your Android. Mm-hmm. You've <laughs> you've locked it up in a safe. You got it. it. Like you got it. It's not, it's nothing you can it's, do, USC. They 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 claim that this is a rivalry, but you need some back and forth wins for something to be a rivalry. I believe. And yes, it's been all it's, it's all Utah as of late. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely you called it Utah was um I believe what were they ranked at the moment at that time? Was it the fourteenth ranked Utes? Yes. Fourteenth ranked Utah mm-hmm. defeats USC in what was a game that went down to the wire, a great ball game. The final score and that one I'm pulling it up right now. The final score in that game was 34-32. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, man, Utah doing what they do, finding ways to win the ball game. You know, 
wasn't wasn't the prettiest victory. But hey, a win is a win, ain't they right, Corey? Hey, a win is a win. Any way you can get it. Um, Utah stayed on Caleb Williams and company in this game. Um, it was <laughs> nothing defensively, and I know we talked about this last week, Chris. Nothing that USC could do defensively to stop this Utah team. <clears throat> and Utah just took advantage of it, <laughs> like we say. And honestly, and honestly, it really wasn't the worst defensive effort by USC. You don't think so? Keeping it real. They got the pick six. Yeah. They did. <laughs> <laughs> you but, know, but then they capitalized all off of it throughout the game. I know, I know. It, it, you, you give up two hundred and fifty rushing yards. That's e e. That's not good. That's not good. But I mean, I just felt like USC second. The secondary stepped up at least to to get. The, the interception, a key, crucial interception I got the back in the ball game, but that front seven looked like it was a front five and it was missing <laughs> two players the they was giving up rushing yard. <laughs> I, I mean, mm. folks, it, this is your Trojans. Like, <laughs> if, you, if you're a USC fan, this is what's trotting out on the field each and every week. And I look, I'm at a loss for words, Chris. I re- <laughs> I'm really out. Like, this team preseason was ranked high. Everyone had high hopes for this USC yeah. Trojans team. Kayla Williams was back. Um, people were high on it. But, man, yeah, it really started to take a turn, I think. When they play Arizona State, mm-hmm. when they were playing around with Arizona State that night, that really showed that something's wrong with this team, especially de- defensively. And they just couldn't stop you, um, Utah at all. Yeah, this is this team can can fall apart. I think things are, but the wheels are about to come off. I mean, you, you, you. Before I jump ahead, before I jump ahead, we'll talk a little more about this ball game. But um, you couldn't, you couldn't stop the run to save your life. I mean, nearly 250 rushing yards by Utah is unacceptable as a defense. When you know Utah has had its struggles. Offensively, especially throwing the football. So that should be even more incentive to lock in and key in on stopping the running game, the rushing attack. Didn't happen. Didn't happen one bit. Um, And you find yourself in a hole that you had to climb out of, trailing 14 in the second half. Ultimately made it a ball game. Was right there in the end with with the opportunity to, to win. But you allow them to drive the field. And get the game-winning field goal. So um, when you when you needed your defense the most, USC couldn't get the stop that they needed. Um, it's, it's 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 unfortunate. One of the, one of their better players got called for a tough, rough and unnecessary roughness penalty that got him 
ejected out of the ball game. Mm-hmm. Bear. Um, he's a beast. He can make big plays, but he also makes some boneheaded plays. I feel like that one was tough. He didn't lead with the crown of his helmet into the quarterback. The quarterback kind of sold it, but still got ejected out the ball game. It's a 15-yard penalty, and when you're trying to get that one stop to win the game, man, the last thing you can afford is our uh, 15-yarders at that. Penalties in general, but of the highest degree, the 15-yard variety. That's, that's that's a recipe to lose. That hurts. <laughs> that's what happened, man. That hurt you. Yeah. Like yeah, it's just so many just bonehead mistakes collectively as a unit did not help this team at all. And look, they got schooled by Bryson Barnes, which is a guy that was a walk-on for this Utah program and hey they made Bryson Barnes look like a a star heading into the the NFL draft next year look like Baker another former (laughs) walk-on star QB yeah they turned him into a Baker Mayfield clone that, that game absolutely like the like the last play that they made the run yeah that run like he was trying to score he was trying to nip it in the bud there like like no we we're going to win this game granted he knew how much time they had left and they had all pretty much all the timeouts but he was trying to lead that team to victory and he did that was a long turn down too wasn't it third it's like third yeah, it, I think it was maybe, maybe yeah, like third, third 12 third or something like that. Yeah, it was something like that. And uh, I think USC would call themselves in man coverage. And you leave yourself susceptible for quarterback scramble runs whenever you man up. Exactly. And and Barnes knew it, and he just took advantage of it. <laughs> you know, so uh, overall... <laughs> A gutsy performance by Utah, by Bryson Barnes, and you know they're six and one, you know riding high in the in the Pac-12 right now, and USC, like their playoff chances, it's over now. Oh, for sure, for sure. Utah is where they want; they are where they want to be. Especially when you take into account the struggles they've had with the quarterback situation to start the year with mm-hmm. with um, Barnes starting off the year unhealthy, you know, um, the things are coming along. And for USC, yeah, I mean, where do we start? You know, Caleb Williams, he. He makes some amazing plays, but he's just failed to kind of put it together against some of the better teams in the country. Yeah. <laughs> There's no excuse for it. And, I, you know, honestly, you know, I'm a guy of of integrity, of, of course. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's not, it's not a good look, of course, after a loss like that, you know, you should be able to, like, you're their leader. You should be able to take it on the chin 
and go back to the drawing board and try to figure out a way to have about a, as good of a season that you're going to get because you're not going to the playoffs anymore. But, you know, there's still things to fight for. Um, mm-hmm. As this USC Trojans team, and Caleb's just sitting there on the bench, just chilling. I was waiting for him to, you know, give props to to Barnes, of course, shake his hand. Didn't get it. Bad look, you know. It's not a good look. And I know you're upset. You know, you, you know, no one wants to lose, um, but. You know, overall, it it's not a good look for yourself and for the rest of your team. And yeah, you're like a front runner, right? And making sure that you stay as focused as possible, even through all of this. Because um, granted, you don't know what's going to happen throughout the rest of the season. Like you only lost two times. You you're most likely out of the playoffs anyway. Like like we're saying, but. Crazy things have happened. It's like <laughs> he looked like someone that was just like dead set on just being like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm done." I, 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 I need to see more. I need to see more from him. You know, you 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 only you threw the ball twenty four out of thirty four, two hundred and fifty six yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. If somebody has been comp to Patrick Mahomes by many people in close to the game, I need you to make some plays. I, I need I need some touchdowns. I need the moment you know the plays that that won you the Heisman. Um, we need we need to end this play in this ball game. I didn't. I don't think we got that. Um, all of USC touchdowns were either rushing touchdowns. And you got the defensive touchdown off the interception, but. Um, You didn't get the play you needed, the plays you needed from your Heisman-winning QB. No, you didn't. You didn't get those in this game. And if you want to, you know, be the team that we said to start the show that has your number, then you, you, we need a moment or two from you that that, that puts the team over the top and um, takes the victory away. You know, you don't just wind up winning, you you take it out of Utah's hands and make sure, solidify that you guys win. We didn't get that. Mm-hmm. No, we we didn't get it, uh, of course, but um, yeah, like I said, it's, it's really just back to the drawing board now for Lincoln Riley. Um, man, you... And they gotta, they gotta get right, through. too. They got to get right. I mean, I know Cal isn't the best, the world's best team, but you're still traveling to Cal. And they, I'm sure they smell blood. Oh, they definitely do. Everybody in the Pac-12 smells blood. They, 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 they everybody feel like they, they want a piece of USC. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they definitely do. And who can blame them? Mm-hmm. Like, this team, this team looks, they, 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 they look, Desperate now, like let's go ahead and say it. And they look desperate Mm -hmm. for a win, desperate for some momentum, Uh, momentum that they had in the beginning of the season. They're looking to try to figure out how to get that mojo back 
and they just haven't seemed to get it as of late. Yeah, it's that's just the way it is. So, um, like I said, hats off to Utah. Um, gutsy performance. Um, yeah, that like that program is pretty much riding high right now, even through the circumstances that they're having. <laughs> but um, hey, that's what great teams do. They find ways to win. They do. They do. And. USC, buckle up. You know, as, as, as we've said in our prior podcast, it, it's going to continue to get tougher. When November comes, oof. Oof. Oh, look, hey, that's, that's, where, the, that's where the real day of reckoning will begin. When November oh, comes. When November comes, oh boy. No one's but, yeah. going to lay down for you. <laughs> no one. Well, we'll see how they if they do respond if they do answer. But do everybody all this noise was was talking about you know Bama having a down year? It's looking real. It's looking like USC gonna be the one messing around have them a eight and four kind of year this year. They yeah. they they still they I mean they could, they have the talent to to defeat a Washington to defeat an Oregon. Or do they? Well, offensively they do. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. If we can say that defensively, and I, and we can't trust them. You can't make. I don't think anybody in their right mind would predict USC to defeat those two teams. So that's two more losses right there in many people's eyes. That's as well. You're looking at an eight and four season at best. You oh yeah. Defeat Cal and UCLA. Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm <laughs> like this, this team probably at best. Is is a nine, is an eight to nine win team, like flat out. Mm-hmm. So we'll we'll see what happens with them going forward. Um, you know, they I, I still love their offense when when it's clicking, mm-hmm. <laughs> but like we said before, their defense is their defense, and and that's just the way it's going to be. Going That's just the way it is. You know the song. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's just the way it is. Yeah. Things will yeah. never be the same. <laughs> they sure won't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Tough, tough sledding. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. Yeah. Anything else you want to add to that game before we move on? Oh, we can get away from that stink. Oh yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm in agreement. Um, <laughs> well, folks, um, we are now going to head over to Houston, Texas, where the Houston Cougars hosted um, the Texas Longhorns over the weekend. Um, this game, honestly, for for me, I'm not sure about uh, for you as well, Chris, but. Um, I'm not surprised that Houston actually um, made this a game with Texas. Right. Because I think um, these two teams haven't um, faced each other at Houston in like years now. 
It was one of those weird, <laughs> weird games. I, I think I had heard people say like they haven't really faced uh, each other um, that much, and especially um, at Houston. So, um, yeah, that this was one of those, one of those games that made me kind of feel a little. Uh, um, not, <laughs> I'm not sure Texas. Um, if if this is the game to be kind of fooling around in, because after seeing what Houston did to win that football game against Virginia, um, well not Virginia, it was um West West Virginia, mm-hmm. um with that hail mary, that you know you just kind of feel you you feel that way where teams kind of start to get that little mojo in and they're starting to feel good and confident and yeah you don't want to go in a situation where you want to get caught slipping and that was one of the one of these games over the weekend that I felt like Texas could get caught slipping and they almost did but um ultimately um Texas won the game 31 to 24 um, Quinn Ewers, um, it was just announced over the weekend that he's going to miss some time with an AC joint sprain. And now um, they have to figure out what to do um, during that time that he's out. Who will take the reins? <laughs> Yeah, uh, that's, it, that's pretty much where we're at now. Is it, is it the beginning of the Arch era? <laughs> well, maybe not just yet. <laughs> yeah, I must say, I know, I know there's a few a few quarterbacks on roster. Well, they have Malik Murphy, mm-hmm. um, Ryan Sanborn. Um, those are going to be. Um, they're two guys that they'll have to run with, particularly Malik Murphy. I think he he'll be he he's pretty much the guy, um, the second guy in command. I'll say. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow, I just know this is better. So. This this Texas team, they I mean, it's uh, they just like to play up and down to their competition. And per usual, and that's gonna get. Uh, they, they, I feel like they're gonna get bit, bitten again pretty soon. Um, doing so, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, at times they played up to to Oklahoma, and other times they shot themselves in the foot that ball game, and that's a a product of what you do in other ball games. That's why you shot yourself in the foot in that game because of how you played in other games, and it continues in this one. They're just. The more talented team, so that's why they can skate by Houston doing so. But even though the rock, uh, the the schedule favors Texas to win out, I don't think when you have a new quarterback, uh, you have Murphy coming in more than likely with Ewers out sometime, and just how this team plays in general. I don't think any game is guaranteed. I think. It's just, this team is prime for someone to catch them slipping and, and to upset them if they continue to play like they are. 
yeah, that that's <laughs> that's been on my mind ever since we've noticed how up and down Texas plays, even before the Red River rivalry game. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That was what we yeah. were always reiterating every time. Was like, well, <laughs> when is it going to be time where they're going to have one of these games and they're actually going to lose and they're actually going to have to explain themselves on mm-hmm. why they lost because mm-hmm. they like they they can't just keep playing like this and expect. To win every single time. I mean, that's already thrown out of the window after the OU game. Um, you know, granted they still fall hard in that game, but you know, some of the same issues that have occurred in you, other you, games, left, you left points in the field in that game. Yeah, you left tons of points <laughs> on the field. So um yeah, this game is just a microcosm of what their season has been. And mm-hmm. I, I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting on the game for when they're supposed Ooh. to. Do you have to schedule up? No, I don't. But um, let me pull it up. Let's play America's favorite game. <laughs> what game will Texas lose? I got put in the uh, fix. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I got the schedule up, Chris. So um, coming up this Saturday, um, they have a home game against BYU. Okay, um, that's not not an easy I, game. I, I say the I, I put the upset meter pretty low on that one. I feel like they should handle them. You sure? I think they should. I'll put it, I'll put it, I'll put it a little low. I think okay. they should, but like you said, you know, new QB. So so we'll see. BYU, they did beat Arkansas. Granted, and well, it's that's so not hard. a hard thing to do. I know it's it's so difficult equating <laughs> these games because Bama barely beat Arkansas. BYU beat Arkansas, mm-hmm. but then Bama. Bama lost to Texas, and then Mississippi State just beat Arkansas. Yeah, and what and what was probably the ugliest win? Oh, it was the worst game this year. It's the worst game of this season. <laughs> it's the worst game of this season, hands down. Until someone else steps aside and, and say, "Hold my beer." I'm going to give you the worst show ever. Yeah. I know we're talking Texas right now, but we do got to mention that game. That was, that game was some stank. Mississippi State beat Arkansas 7-3 to in the year of 2023. Uh, and then Dan Enos just got fired after that performance. <laughs> As we always say, Chris, you lose Mississippi we, we, State. We say it on the show all the time. You lose to Mississippi State, you lose your job. <laughs> <laughs> that is the quickest way out. Yep. You want you want to lose your job? You want to you want to get fired but continue to get paid? Lose to Mississippi State. Yep. That's that's where you I'm start talking to you, Jimbo. Yeah. In a few weeks, <laughs> lose to Mississippi State. <laughs> 
don't I worry. Think the boosters will find a, find a way to buy you out then. Oh man, they they will they will find a way. They will go in their safes and find extra cash just laid out and just take care of business. <laughs> oh, oh man. But back to Texas. Uh, BYU next. Okay, I think they should get by BYU. Yes. Yeah. And um, November the 4th is Kansas State. Um, November is it, is the, it at Manhattan? No. Luckily, this game is at is in Austin. So, so that's still home. Games. I circle that one. I'll circle that one. Kansas State's a veteran, well-coached team that's mm-hmm. as disciplined. I can see them being locked in and not overwhelmed by playing in Austin. Right. Um, I, I think that they might even come out even sharper than what they would might have been at home. I think they'll be ready for that game. That's that's the one to circle. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's it's definitely going to be an interesting one, but um, we'll see if they're locked in uh, during that time. And then mm-hmm. um, and then you'll have a um, you'll have two road games back to back. First one being at TCU on November the 11th, and then at Iowa State on November the 18th, and then of course you finish up the season against Texas Tech on the 24th, and that's at home. So, so <laughs> like any one of those games could be a trap game for Texas. It's for just, sure. It's just really for waiting sure. on. Yeah, it's just really waiting on. <laughs> on if Texas can handle their business. Uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I'm interested to see what happens. But hey, if if they go out there and they get upset by BYU or Iowa State. It will be a shocker in the sense of, of, wow, you know, Texas lost to Iowa State. But then it wouldn't be a shocker in the sense of if you watch this team play throughout the season, you know. Mm -hmm. You know what could happen. So we'll see how things play out. But I'll be... I'll be keeping an eye on these next couple of weeks because they should be without Quinn with an AC joint injury. You think at least the next two weeks? Um, it, I don't think they specifically have said how long he's going to be out, but it, my guess would probably be about two weeks, two or three weeks. Because as much as I'm sure he would love to get on the field, he's also a top NFL draft prospect. So. You don't want to jeopardize that either. So right. I'm curious to see how long it takes him to, to get back. Because those 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 AC joint injuries can be a little tricky. Mm-hmm. And he's someone who likes to scramble, too. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So there is a little bit of a re-injury risk with him and his play style. Yeah. There he is. So, um... Yeah, it's just a wait and wait and see approach right now with Ewers. Um, but overall, um, in the game that they won against Houston, he was twenty three for twenty nine, 
uh, threw for 211 yards and two touchdowns. So, um, <laughs> you see those stats when he's out there? You know, he, he brings it through the air. And yeah. it's going to be interesting. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see if Malik Murphy um, has to, uh, you know, who knows? If he has to finish out the season um, for, you know, it'd be nice to see if he can get the the chunk plays going for Texas. You know, you mentioned twenty three completions, only two hundred eleven yards. So you know, that's that's a ain't the highest completion um, per well yards per completion average right there. So we'll see if they can. Kind of spread the field and get 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 guys like Mitchell and Worthy, you know, the ball downfield. I think if you know you don't have your top QB, I think you would like to scheme up some easy stuff. But also, if you can scheme up a long shot TD, you know, and maybe instead of having to matriculate the ball nine, ten, eleven plays downfield, if you can get your little three, four, five play scoring drives going, that that'll be. Nice as well. Yeah. Yeah. Nah. No, nah, I definitely, definitely agree. Um, it's it's gonna be interesting to see um, how this offense improves without him. That that's really what I want to see. Can Sark um, get the most out of this team, knowing that Ewers isn't gonna be out there, and because he is a very talented player that keeps this offense um, moving and we you know without him it, it's going to be tough either way but yeah. how tough it is really what I'm interested in yeah yep. so so yeah it's it's um it's a tough outing for for yours uh, we wish him the best of health, best of luck in in recovering. But um, you know, as they say, in every sport, next man up. So definitely gonna have to see what uh, what happens moving forward. But um, anything else you want to add, Chris, on this game before we move on? Yes, sir. We'll keep it rolling. All right. Get that no huddle offense going. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, 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 you know. Um, Maybe Nick Saban now will want to add a no huddle into his offense now. Um, since they're clicking uh, on all cylinders right now, so <laughs> but yeah, yeah. It, was, it started off a little slow that first quarter, but you know, once, once they got it going, they got it going. Yeah, they did, they did. So yeah, Alabama defeated Tennessee over the weekend, thirty-four to twenty. In Tuscaloosa, um, yeah, th- th- this game it did it was a little concerning for Alabama um, at first. Tennessee um, pretty much had the lead going into halftime. Um, they were up twenty to seven, and at that point, I was like, "Man, is Tennessee going to do it again?" Because you you know a lot of Alabama fans were just 
probably on the edge of the seats, Chris, just like, oh my God, it's like, here we go, here we go again, just like last year, and they, hey, thankfully, <laughs> they saw Miro and company wake up, that defense woke up, made some big stops, and hey, they got the W. They did. Um, Tennessee had some opportunities uh, early on in the ball game mm-hmm. that they didn't necessarily, I feel like, take full advantage of. Um, when you look, going back, looking at it, the team, they got the touchdown with Squirrel White to start the first quarter. Mm-hmm. Big plays. Had two more chances in the red zone. You take a 24-yard field goal and a 26-yard field goal. Those need to be touchdowns if you want to pull off the upset on the road. Yeah. Being a 13-zip is okay. Being up 21-zip is much better. You know, instead of being a 13-0. 21-0 would be much better. And that's what this team, that would have truly put the pressure on Alabama. Um, if if at, at the end of one, they're, they're um, trailing 21-0 at home, you know, that place would be quiet <laughs> on mute if that's the case. <laughs> and they were only that little minute. It was. Only that little patch of orange out there in, in Bryant-Denny. That's what you would have been hearing through your TV screen, but <laughs> they left points on the field. They left chances, opportunities there to, to be had in Alabama. Eventually, you knew it was only a matter of time before they got things clicking on offense. And, you know, the second half, they outscored Tennessee 27 to 0. I'm talking 27-0. Just they just put it on Tennessee. And even when Tennessee had that little late surge, Chris, where they they could have scored and kinda they could have made like those last couple minutes of that game a little interesting. They get all of these false starts. And that really just took the air out of the football for Tennessee. <laughs> For but, sure, but yeah, o- overall that it was just a remarkable comeback by this Alabama team. And what I have to ask you, Chris, could this be Nick Saban's best coaching job in a long time? It very well can be. This team, they're finding ways to win. Um, I'm curious to see if this staff continues to try to get Isaiah Bond the ball. We've seen some guys, we've been asking and begging for someone to step up. You know, Burton, he makes some big contested catches, but um, it can't just be him. It can't just be him. I think you need a more dynamic athlete to step up, and Bond flashes. He's fast. And so I'm curious to see if Alabama will try to get him the ball just 
whether it's at the line of scrimmage or continue to get him the ball downfield. But I think Bond, if he gets more touches, that can only make this Alabama offense even more lethal than what it is. So that's 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 something I took away from this game. But um, yeah, Saban's doing his thing, you know. He quickly learned after that South Florida game. Yeah, Jalen gonna have to hold this down, and Jalen's been holding it down. Defense has played good football. It ain't the 2010 Alabama Crimson Tide defense, but for what it is this year, it's, it's one of the better defenses I feel like he's had in some some seasons because you, we just we just do offense was going to put up points, but this team is really won games defensively. You didn't give up a point in the second half of this game. Not at all. You didn't give up a point. So I mean, as as much as the offense put up twenty seven points, um, the defense earned their money too by not allowing a point in the second half. You know, that's that's big time. Yeah, yeah. It's and like the defense is showing flashes of life. Finally, it's still not perfect. <laughs> I, I still think this team. It isn't. It's a flawed team. Yeah, it, they're not perfect at all. Like, I, I've i been saying the last couple of weeks, like, this is a mortal football team in Alabama. Like, they're not this unstoppable force that you've seen um, over the last decade and a half now. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's totally, it's totally different. But what Saban and company have, figured out a way to do is utilize their strengths very well figure out (laughs) all of these mismatches out there on the field and they're just going with it and and they're still working on people like Bun um, you know uh, people like Burton they're all like they're all really trying to figure out who, who's the best 11 guys we can put out on the field? And it mm-hmm. feels like every other week we're seeing like a new player emerge on this team that's helping mm-hmm. them get over the hump each week. And yeah, it's a recipe for success if this keeps up. So yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see what happens with Alabama going forward, but I gotta give it to him. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. Like this is this has to be Nick Saban's best coaching job in a very long time. Yeah, he's they're finding ways to win. Um, you know, oh, Saint Nick, you you think things about to go downhill, and maybe it's the beginning of the end. He's just showing why he's, you know, probably the best to ever do this thing called called coaching in college football. Yeah. So, team is still right there in the mix to 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 make the playoffs. Um, I believe they have a bye week approaching. Yes. Then, before the LSU they, game. Right before LSU, so that game should be a a great one too. LSU is coming along. LSU still has a chance to make some things happen. They're not dead just yet either. So, 
we're going to see um, if they have things figured out. Because I, th- I think this, this LSU team is catching a stride. They are. They and they are. And I mean, it, it, everything's in front of them. Ain't nothing to now when you whoop up an army. Uh, no, but I think this. <laughs> we know. I know one thing. This LSU offense is the real deal, and we're going to see just how for real Alabama's defense is when they play them. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. So yeah, it, I I can't wait for that game to happen. Of course, it's it's one of those games every year that you circle and you just tell yourselves like hey this like you could be watching your CFP champion (laughs) uh, between LSU and Bama so it's always a big game every year and yeah we definitely can't wait to talk about that matchup on the show for sure as Tennessee goes I think we see this is like we we've been saying they aren't a good team, but they're not a bad team. But they aren't a good team. No, they really need a quarterback. <laughs> I don't want to just bring Joe Milton down, but man, like they need a quarterback. That's what's really kind of that's what's really holding this team back. Mm-hmm. Um, the defensive line is the truth. They make some plays out there. You got some guys on the outside or some ballers. You know, Squirrel, Squirrel White can make some plays too. Is this team, they just have better quarterback play. I think they could really challenge when you kind of look at the pieces they have. But that's, 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 it's really becoming really evident. I feel like, you know, especially in this game, I, I think. They they needed Milton to turn some of those field goals they had near the red zone into touchdowns. Yeah, especially late in the game. Um, although I feel like a lot of that was just their offensive line just making mistakes um, at the last minute. And you you can probably argue as well. Um, pass protection hasn't been great uh, for Tennessee as well so uh, they're going to have to do a little little bit more recruiting at the offensive line position um, this season so um, but I mean I feel I, I'm still a believer in, in Milton but you know yeah, <laughs> you never know when your time um, could be coming to an end with holding that quarterback position, you know. So, um, I believe soon. Let me see. Ain't this? Do they have Kentucky next? Um, I think Kentucky is next. On- I think Kentucky is next, and maybe that yes. is a game that could be a get-right game for him passing-wise. We saw Georgia just make shot play after shot play against Kentucky secondary. We saw Missouri Mm -hmm. make big plays against Kentucky secondary. Mm -hmm. Maybe Squirrel White goes crazy against Kentucky secondary. Maybe Milton can make the passes in that game. I think 
that, that that'll be interesting. That'll be an interesting matchup to see how those two teams fare against each other. Because, like we said, man, nobody is nobody is perfect, and both to, both of those teams have some significant flaws at times. But it'll be curious to see who can take advantage of each other's weaknesses. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Because all the game can play out in in so many different ways. It could be a Tennessee beatdown. It could be a Kentucky beatdown. It could be a Tennessee close win. It could be a Kentucky close win. I really think that game is can be one of the more wilder games where outcome wise that we might not really see coming.
Some things just don't change. Some things never change. Um, I mean, Mac Brown has had his successes, mm-hmm. but for all his successes too, he's had his games, his inexplicable losses, as as favorites. And we saw what we saw this happen with North Carolina last year. Got off to a hot start. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, man, the team lost four straight games to close the regular season. It was it was bad. Yeah, <laughs> we've seen this movie before. You know, we've seen it. Before. Not be shocked. We just saw it last season. Just three sixty five. You know, saying three hundred sixty five days prior, we've seen this movie. So, <laughs> um, I'm, I'm I wasn't shocked. Uh, it's not even the players. We know Drake May is talented. We know Tez Walker is is very he's very talented. It's just something about this team this program that you just can't shake that stench of them just being a more talented team being the better team but still somehow finding a way to get in to, to, to lose to just find just beat themselves up shoot themselves in the foot it, it makes no sense yeah it, <laughs> just a uh... I, I, I don't like it's just a weird football team um, in, in North Carolina especially like any other team would love to have a Tez Walker a Drake May you know all, all of these players uh, and I'm pretty sure they would be undefeated with those players <laughs> like they Think of a very talented defensive line. The D line is, is very good. It gets pressure. Yeah, absolutely. And you <laughs> you would think a team like that could handle their business um, very well. Um, but North Carolina always has these low periods, and you know that's kind of of the of the thing that Texas fans always came after Mac Brown. About where, you know, when they're doing good, Texas could do no wrong. But sometimes Mac Brown would have like those, those brain fart games where it's just like, uh, <laughs> well, we we just just lost that one. You know, those those Mulligan games where you just you can't explain why why you would lose a game like that when clearly you were riding high and you had the talent. A one loss, I mean, a one win Virginia team comes to your your stadium, to your home field, and gets the win. One win. <laughs> a team that was right there, you know, as <laughs> well documented the struggles they've, they've been having and um, just how badly their, their head coach needed this one. And you somehow just you give you give Virginia a moment. Virginia needs to just win badly. Oh, they did. They they definitely did. But Desperately. <laughs> I, I wasn't of all the games. No, I mean you might as well lost to Miami <laughs> last week. You know this is this is if you're a North Carolina fan, you're just beside yourself. I feel like like you you I feel like you you wanted to believe. 
that this team would be better. But I also feel like North Carolina fans, they are not shocked one bit that this team laid an egg and lost this one. Look, I definitely believe some of them are just like, eh. <laughs> like some of, them, some of them probably would tell you right now. And if you're a North Carolina fan listening in on the show, you probably know as well that, like, this is just how it is with Mac Brown. Like, we, we've, we've learned what Texas has learned over the years. All of those UT fans that had to deal with this. Now we're getting the short end of the stick. And it is what it is. And, you know, I I mean, like, North Carolina could win out for the rest of the season. And, you know, I guess everything would, would, be, would be well. But you're just going to look back at this game, even if you do, and you're just going to say, man, this was a one-win football team. Football team. Heading into that game that we lost to. We should be it's, undefeated. Uh, heading yeah. into the ACC championship game. It's it's the price you pay of having Mac Brown as your, your head coach. I mean he's he's a really good coach. He can build your program up. He can recruit. Mm-hmm. One of the better recruiters in, in his time of coaching. Um, he's brought in some great players to North Carolina. But you're going to have a few games throughout the season that are inexplicably closer than they should be. <laughs> you just got to hope and pray that you all find a way to win those games. <laughs> this one, you didn't. You just didn't. <laughs> you just didn't. You just didn't. It's that simple. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm... The credit to Virginia for coming, for going to North Carolina, focus, believing that they can get this win. This game isn't close just simply because North Carolina lays an egg, but Virginia also had to believe that they would win themselves. Mm -hmm. And that belief was evident in how they played, grinding out this game getting defensive stops against a top-tier quarterback. Shout-out to the defense they played. Limiting a Tez Walker, you know, and, and, and putting yourself in position to win this ballgame. So, um, yeah. I, I'm, I, I know we're, we're, we're laying it on heavy to North Carolina, but we do got to give some, some credit to Virginia and winning a game that Quite honestly, they had no business. Right. <laughs> no, they, they definitely had no business <laughs> winning this football game, but they did. <laughs> yeah, they did. They did. They, they did. And um, you know, it it's definitely a confidence booster um, for Virginia. Um, so, and I think this team. I don't. I wouldn't expect them either to be too too full of themselves and on um, you know going to the next game. I think this team will stay level. That's how I, I I wouldn't be shocked if they put it, I would like to see who Virginia. Let me see who Virginia has next on their schedule. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll be curious to see how they 
would perform in oh, this wow. next ball. Miami. <laughs> no, Miami. Oh. Man. That's an interesting matchup. I'm, I'm going to be checking that out. You know what? I actually want to see this. Like, Virginia, like, before winning against North Carolina, they they won a game against William and Mary. Um, you, I mean, you had to win the game like that to even, you know, keep your hopes alive at becoming potentially eligible because that's and all look, still in front of them. And all their games have been so close. I know. Prior to that, lose to Boston College by three. Lose to NC State by three. I mean, that's tough. They're getting close. They're getting closer and closer. And then they finally get over the hump and get this one over North Carolina. They will They will be feeling very confident against Miami. I think that one actually will be a, a, a game. Yeah. I think that's going to be a game. Yeah. Circle that game on your calendar. I'm actually, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very intrigued. <laughs> I, I will be watching that game, too. <laughs> That'll be one of my three or four games that I have pulled up. I'm going to have a game on each TV. Then you got the phone. You know, I'm, I'm, <laughs> some, some way, somehow, that one's going to be on my screen. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, man. Yeah, that's that's going to be interesting. So, yeah, you got at Miami. No. Um, this coming Saturday, um, Georgia Tech, November the 4th, at Louisville, November the 9th. And All winnable games, if we're being real. Yeah. Even the Louisville game. I know. And, hey, this is this is coming from someone that was on the Louisville train early in the season, and then, they, and then I got off the Louisville train after that pit, that pit game. So, I don't want to talk about it anymore. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> But uh, but yeah, um, um, against Duke um, at home, uh, November the 18th, and then um, you have your rival game, Virginia Tech, on November November the 25th. So, um, so yeah, um, yeah, everything's still in front for Virginia. So we'll definitely keep an eye on the Cavaliers. <laughs> Um, going forward, but anything else, Chris, you want to mention about this game before we move on to our last game of today's show? Nah, nothing else. All right. Yeah, well, that was that game, and we will move on to the final game that happened over the weekend. This was actually the primetime ESPN game. Um, that happened in the ACC where the Florida State Seminoles hosted the Duke Blue Devils. Um, this was a game me and you were talking about on our Friday show, Chris, where mm-hmm. we were very interested in seeing what uh, was going to happen um, with the whole game time decision with Riley Leonard. And he did play in this game, um, but not as much, of course. And yep. Um. Yeah. Uh. Overall, yeah, he got, got injured injured in the ball game again and had to uh, miss out a significant amount of time in the second half. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. So. Um, 
so yeah, uh, overall, Florida State defeated Duke 38 to 20, and now they're seven and zero, still undefeated. Mm-hmm. So I know Jordan Travis and company is feeling good right now, and he had a pretty pretty decent day. He was 27 for 36, 268 yards. Uh, with two touchdowns, and he also um, did throw a pick in that game. Um, they actually was um, <laughs> brought in um, for a touchdown for Duke. So yeah, yeah. Um, overall, what did you think about this game? Because it Duke did play a pretty decent game, and they they actually had opportunities to. Um, potentially win the football game, but not having Riley Leonard um, that keep them in the ball game did ultimately that really hurt them. Riley's absence. There were there were some some times where you just kind of say to yourself, man, you know, if, if he's in this game, this might stay a ball game. Yeah, it was a close game up until the point where Riley had an exit. Florida State did what good teams do. You take advantage of the other team not having their star quarterback. Um, nothing to take away from Florida State. Um, they did what you're supposed to do, but I wasn't moved or impressed either. Um, I still have my questions about this Florida State team, but I feel like they did what they were supposed to do. They took care of business. I mean, you know, with Riley being out the game, you they got the backup in. You take advantage. Mm-hmm. You 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 pull away. We figured they would pull away and win this ball game anyways, but they definitely did what they were supposed to in this one. And it's kind of, kind of interesting. I feel like the the weekend really played out very much as we anticipated these games to play out. You know. Yeah. You you. We were very strong on USC and Utah being a close game. Mm-hmm. You felt we both knew had did not question Utah's ability to go on the road and win that game. Um, right. You actually picked them to win it. We said Alabama would pull away from from Tennessee. It'd probably be kind of close to start, but Bama would take off. And that's what Bama did. <laughs> Going on a 27-0 run. Yeah. Um, you know, and then with with this ball game right here, um, how how things played out with Florida State uh, pulling away from from Duke, it was helped and encouraged with Leonard's at with Riley's absence. But you know, like I said, good teams take advantage. It is what it is. Um, and in Florida State, I think you you feel good, you feel confident, and you're you're just ready to bring it on. You know who who's next? Yeah, I, I definitely agree, and I'm starting to feel like Florida State has become probably the most complete team in college football right now. Um, I'll give them that little. Mulligan against Boston College several weeks ago, um, <laughs> but overall, like every challenge that's 
um, that they've had to come up against, they've gotten better and better every week. And I'm confident in saying if they keep this up and they keep grinding out these wins and, and playing um, as complete of a of a football game that they can that they can um, play, um, they can go toe they can go toe to toe with anyone um, in the CFP. By the time we get there, so um, yeah, I, I'm I'm just very very much pleased with what I'm seeing with Florida State right now, and yeah, I'm really interested in seeing how they can handle the rest of the season going forward. But um, for Duke, um, I, I'm still high on Duke. Um, this is this isn't like a terrible laws where they're just a fluke of a football team. This is a really good Duke football team. For sure. Like hands hands down. So um so yeah I'm definitely gonna be eyeing them going forward too. Yeah. And right now if we had to with everything we've seen so far this season, everything we know. Mm-hmm. Who do you have as your top four teams in college football? I guess is there. It would be different in, or who would you have making the college football playoff right now? Because I think, for me personally, who I think are the four best teams, mm-hmm. and who I think would make the college football playoff are different right now. But who do you think make the playoff? Um, and if we voting today on, on based off what you've seen the intel you have who would be your four teams for me I I do most complete I think um I still have Georgia mm-hmm. um and this isn't in a this doesn't have to be in no, that's a not a particular order just Four team. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Georgia is still that team for me until I, I see otherwise. Um, Florida State, Washington, and I will say Ohio State. Okay. See, I was thinking. Georgia, Washington, Florida State, and Michigan. Okay. I didn't say Michigan because I feel like Michigan hasn't really had the schedule that Ohio State has had. Like, Michigan hasn't had to play against a Notre Dame mm-hmm. on the mm-hmm. road. Mm-hmm. You know, like, that one game right there has helped me look at Ohio State. Um, a lot differently. It, it, it kind of helps me show that they're a little bit more battle-tested than Michigan. And, and they got the win over Penn State now as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. A, a game that, I probably, yeah, if we did have to put do a playoff, I probably would say Ohio State. 
based on their schedule would you would put in right now but it is going to be very interesting come um when when it's time for the game mm-hmm. when when it's time for those two teams to, to play each other yeah yeah it's, it's going to be this year yeah this year is at the it's at the big house it was at the shoot last year so right mm-hmm. so yeah and like yeah like you said they they took care of business over the weekend against Penn State so um like they're they're showing us more and more each week that they're grinding out um, with wins. So I'm feeling very good about all. And even that game, even that game played out how we said it would. Yeah, if they couldn't get the passing attack going. We hadn't seen enough from them leading up to that ball game to confidently say Penn State will win this game. And just Ohio State just grinded their way to win. It was a classic 2000s Big Ten football game. A whole lot of defense being played. It wasn't was not pretty. It was not easy on the eyes. That football game. It was <laughs> you, you had you had to earn earn it. Right. And they did. Absolutely. So. So yeah. It. Um. Yeah. As of right now. Those are my top four teams. Uh, like, like what we've seen in college football history, anything can change, um, especially with a season like this, where it's just ridiculous. And <laughs> and you have teams like Alabama, you know, figuring out, um, mm-hmm. you know, figuring out everything. Um, with their team and uh, Ole Miss is you know kind of sneaky good right now Ole Miss Ole Miss is winning yeah they're a good team I struggle to say just how good they are Uh, they were they that game was interesting against Auburn (laughs) it did and maybe it's because (laughs) <laughs> it's just Lane Kiffin. He likes to make things interesting. <laughs> it was that was a tough game. Auburn gave them a little bit of a run, um, but yeah, they they are what a top top twelve team in the nation. Yeah, as as of today, they're ranked twelve. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man, so it's, it's interesting. It is, it is. And b- before we go, mm-hmm. we will be remiss if we didn't discuss. We knew this game, the loser was going to, their their head coach was going to be in for it. <laughs> Clemson uh-huh. losing to Miami in OT. <laughs> is, is Dabo officially on the hot seat? Look, if he's Three not. If he's not, he should be, <laughs> because because this is just and like it, I remember a couple couple weeks ago when when we were talking about Alabama, Chris, and you had mentioned after that South Florida game that it was like watching Rome fall apart. <laughs> yeah, this is like. <laughs> Like, this is really like watching that happen, watching it collapse. Yeah, 
this is the yeah, this is literally like watching that happen in real time. Like I I don't know what I don't know what to say about Clemson at this point. It's it, tough. It's tough and you know Dabo isn't going to make he he isn't going to call himself out and say that this is his fault when let's be honest it's clearly his fault as to the reason why they're playing so bad when you are disregarding the NIL <laughs> disregarding the portal it, disregarding the portal this is like this is your team this is your football team it is. I'll 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 say this on his behalf. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't necessarily want to be the one throwing on a cape for Dabo, but when has Clemson just ever just been like a pre like Clemson has always been good. Mm-hmm. But what has been what Clemson has been lately has been heights this program has never seen before. And expecting that man to sustain said heights. That is a tall task. That is a lofty, lofty. That is, that is, that is very difficult. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I I tend to give him a little bit of ease up off him just a little and give him um, a little sympathy. Just a little cushion. Yeah, like. We'll see how this team finishes, but a three-four loss season is it happens. It happens at programs, you know yeah. what I'm saying. Out of the question, the question will be how does Clemson respond next season? But I think we can allow him to have a rough year this year. There's no way in hell, man, that man was going to continue to rattle off 11 win seasons and be right there in the playoffs every year or every other year with Clemson. I mean, I mean, you, you say that though, Chris, and it's just, <laughs> I, I can't, I can't get under grabs of him not thinking that NIL transfer <laughs> portals in this world of college football. I just can't get other grabs that he he doesn't think that that stuff matters now in making your team as successful as you can make it. it ain't, you you have you ever watched the show The Wire? Yes. <laughs> and you know you remember uh, Slim Slim Charles? Mm-hmm. One of one of my favorite favorite characters on the show. And he was talking to Bodie, and Bodie was explaining things to him. And he said, "See, the thing about the old days <laughs> is they the old days. <laughs> Those are the old days where you could just recruit. You got your guys come in, uh, uh, twenty, twenty-two freshmen, maybe three or four JUCO guys sprinkled in your class." You call it a day. You bring guys up. You know what I'm saying? They might not be ready as a freshman by the time they're a junior. They come up, they're ready to go. That ain't necessarily how you can recruit anymore. 
Now you need some you need some transfers. You need yep. to clean up in the market in the in the transfer portal and get some of those high end talented guys to come to your program. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. We've seen these we've seen we've seen other big time programs do it. Florida State has Keon Coleman. Uh Jameson Williams was a transfer that went to Alabama, was on was at Ohio State with Garrett Wilson, Jackson Smith and Jigba, Chris Olave. I mean, good grief. That receiver core was crazy. <laughs> I was just like hitting the Super Nintendo cheat code and then like, oh, I, I got another five stop wide receivers on my team. Bruh. Jameson was cold himself and was playing behind three guys who were first round picks. Like that, that, that team was ridiculous. Um, yeah. But we see, even you know, Nick Saban's hit the portal and brought in some guys. He he got it. Williams, you got Burden from Georgia. Like all these, the top programs are adapting, mm-hmm. and Clemson hasn't adapted, like you said. So. I understand where you're coming from, but I also think, you know, we got to maybe this little, this little bump on the head, you know what I'm saying? It's getting, getting binked up a couple times. Maybe that's going to be the thing that kind of changes some stuff, and we'll see how Clemson looks next year. But uh, ne- next season, is the seat will be a whole lot warmer next year. You know what I'm saying? If this goes down again. Hey, wait. What is it? Um, twenty twenty four next season where the twelve team playoff starts. I'm telling you right now, yeah. Chris. He can't afford to miss the playoff. <laughs> he can't. He can't afford to miss the playoff. If he don't make any one of those twelve slots, he is out of there. Out of there. I like think a home only... run in the World Series. <laughs> out of there. Oh man, that that's all I got. I'm not gonna say he's out of there. This man brought you. I mean, they they won the national championship. They had they, they had the game where they lost to Bama, mm-hmm. and then you beat Bama, mm-hmm. and then you lose to LSU. Three national championship appearances and one title at Clemson. Nah, man, we can't fire him just yet. <laughs> ah. <laughs> There's still some life left in this. We gotta put it. We gotta put some 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 stuff in perspective. Um, I mean, I'll say this. Ain't no way in hell Jimbo Fisher should have a job and Dabo Swinney gets fired before him. If J- if Dabo gets fired before Jimbo, this world is all out of whack. <laughs> it's, we, it, it, it makes no sense. Why don't we just let both of them leave? Like, just open up the door and just like, look, it's just not working for you, either of you guys. I get that. <laughs> The question is, who are you hiring to replace him? That's that's what it becomes. That's that's what I would be curious and interested to see who who's replacing Dabo. At this point now, with the way college football is going now, Chris, that is the hardest 
question to answer. It is. And, and for any program. It it, it 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 really is because like do you go the old school method of like bringing in someone who's proven mm-hmm. you know like that is is ready for the job? Right. Or do you take a risk, take a chance? You see what's happening out there in in, in Boulder. I'm just so curious to see what Dion's next <laughs> time will be. I know we're loving what he's doing in Colorado, but I, I just I'm just curious to see if one of these top big time elite programs if they take the chance on on bringing him along and and see what he's capable of doing, especially with the, those those big time program names and the the money that would be poured into those the resources available at, at another program. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just I'm curious to see if someone just takes a, a leap of faith and and maybe brings in someone who isn't per se just custom made ready for that position, but has huge potential to really hit. And I'm just curious to see when the when the coaching cycles come, who who goes where, and, then, and if they're willing to take a chance on getting guys who might not necessarily be ready just yet. Well, I, I mean, look, that's one of the reasons why Colorado wants to lock up Dion. And as far as I'm concerned, he hasn't signed that lifetime contract. Mm-hmm. And I think he knows that because he knows that there's going to be other schools that would be willing to hand him the keys to the kingdom. Mm-hmm. So, right now, it's the sky's the limit for Dion. honestly. He doesn't have to stay in Colorado. But he doesn't. Y'all, this, this was a team that was predicted to win three games this yeah. year. Yeah. Um. They already hit the three-game win mark, so you know. Rest. <laughs> we'll see how how the things fit, play out to finish the season, but yeah, uh, I don't know. I'm just I'm not ready to get rid of Dabble just yet, but I will say the the seat should be. You know how when you drive, you got your car and you got the heated seats, and you can turn the levels up. Yep. To one, two, or three. Is that one right now? <laughs> I think it should be kicked up to two. <laughs> I think it's, I think it's going. Actually, I ain't even gonna say it should. I really think it should be comfortable at one. Like we should, we could cut him some slack, but I think the powers that be will click it up to level two of the of the hotness <laughs> on the seed. And if he don't make the playoffs next year, that thing is gonna be blazing. It's gonna be at its hottest. <laughs> I really think so. Be at level three next year. I really think so. You know, try, try to try to maneuver yourself away from that seat. <laughs> you know, <laughs> he's already in the, he, he, he's driving. He got his seatbelt on. You can't get out the seat. Boy, you sitting in it regardless. <laughs> oh no. man, you, you better tell Jimbo to take the wheel. That's the last person you want to try. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to say 
my God. Oh, we man. better let Jesus take the wheel before we let Jimbo take the wheel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, uh, I know we we, we were um, finishing up the, the Duke-Florida State game, and we pretty much did. But, um, yeah, it's just overall. Um, There's so much to happen this weekend. I feel like we just kind of had we just had to touch on it just a little bit. Yeah, yeah, no, no, it's 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 perfectly fine. Of course, Um, you know, just looking at places like the ACC and the SEC and and you know what's going on in the Pac-12 right now is very um, very easy to start trying to kind of pick these these teams out because wait, like this is like the last week before the official college football playoff rankings will start. Mm-hmm. Um so so yeah, it, it's it's only right for us to actually start thinking of these things now. So um we, we don't have much left of the college football season. So we I mean we're heading into what week nine um this this coming week, so yeah. <laughs> so is is week now? I'm I am so confused at this point. Yes, it is week. Nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It <laughs> oh is. my gosh! It is. <laughs> so so yeah, like it, it's only right for us to actually start um, talking about these um these things now because we're heading into that season to that point of the season so but um but yeah yeah um i think that was that's pretty much everything um for the week chris that we want to cover in week eight of the college football season and of course y'all we appreciate everyone uh, tuning in to the show um before we head out chris go ahead and yes, let sir. the good people know where they can find you on social media y'all can Find me on X, formerly known as Twitter, at Chris underscore Bolton underscore 12. Um, you can find me on Instagram as well, at Chris.Bolton underscore. Get at your boy. Sports is in full swing. I'll be talking college football, NFL, NBA, fantasy, wrestling. Uh if you want to play 2K with your boy? Hey, get at me too. I mean, I got a, I got PlayStation as well. You know what I'm saying? We can run it up at the rec. We can hit the park. Let me know what's up. But yeah, that's where you can find me. Awesome, awesome. And yeah, of course, if you want to follow me on social media, um, you can follow me on X. It's at Listen to KSW, all one handle. I'm on there talking college football, NFL professional wrestling video games all of that good stuff um so yeah follow me on there and um yeah definitely chat with y'all then but yeah that's it for us guys like i said we appreciate you all listening in on the show and we will be back on friday to get you set for week nine of the college football season so we're heading down that stretch so until next time y'all Everyone take care, be safe, and have a great week. Peace. Peace.